Go on then, Prick. You said you wanted to take the lead. Well, you got to do the intro, haven't you? I've just, as I said on the last <laughs> one, I've decided that we're leaving those. Oh, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're back, aren't we? New year, new us. I mean, we've already had one person today say, I'm glad to see you doing the podcast. We have. Um, in fact, let me address that person because I haven't replied to their message. Zach. Yes, I have actually moved to Bali, mate. <laughs> Nothing suspicious going on there at all. Con no, Connor's the one who manages the bank account, keeps telling me we've got loads of money. All of a sudden, he's in fucking Bali, thousands of miles away. Sure, I saw him drive around in a Porsche the other day. He can't pay me this month. I don't get it. No. Uh, problems <laughs> with the bank, mate. Problems with the bank. Bank, the really honest Joe's bank of Bali. <laughs> yeah. Paying me, fucking bodies on I'm a millionaire. I've got a seven-figure business. Yeah, but it's in some fucking godforsaken currency, isn't it? Oh, that's amazing, like. Yeah, some See some of these Indian God. copywriters and stuff going about having five-figure months, and I'm thinking, I'm a minute. You realise they're talking about rupees or something? Oh, he's blessed them. Must make me laugh. A million quid out here is fifty pounds. Yeah, you said you went for dinner with you and a load of fucking people for 20 quid. I got it wrong. I got that wrong. Oh. I got that <laughs> disgustingly wrong. It, it was, was a tenner. It was a tenner. Fuck it. Seven, uh, seven people. Did I say that on this podcast? You did. Uh, no, I think it was... No, it was on the, um, it was on the community call, wasn't it? A community call, yeah. So for our dear listeners, I've made... I've made a new start in Bali, and I'm I'm not running from HMRC. I promise. Um, running from me. <laughs> running from John. Um, we've made really good friends with our neighbours. We are the only villa on the street, which is ever so slightly awkward, and we don't stand out whatsoever. Uh, anyway, made good friends with them. They invited us out for dinner. I insisted on paying for seven of us to have two uh, dishes each, a drink or two each. It was ten pounds and it was some of the best chicken i've ever had hang on a minute you were they've made friends with you have you never seen these fucking awful um snuff movies yeah let's make friends with the fucking honky wait till he's got this false sense of security and fucking slaughter him and rape his girlfriend you know it's coming mate that's probably why you move there isn't it yeah but i don't want i don't i don't want to judge an entire country <laughs> Uh, by, by the ways of Indonesia. However, uh, the men are rather small. I, I, I wouldn't be that intimidated. Are they small everywhere? I mean, you guys to the gay gym, you'd know. Well, I, I've i been reliably informed by a friend, and this does sound... By a friend? Oh, fuck uh, off. Yeah, uh, I promise you this is this is the, the truth. I haven't experienced this myself. Um, they said to me, have you used the condoms out here? And I said, no, I haven't. And they said, they're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh, well, moving on to Bali then. <laughs> Actually, I'll be all right because I'm only short myself. I'm five foot five. I said to him, I said to him, mate, I'm worried about that. I ain't carrying a corker. Don't worry about that. And he went, lad, neither am I. Yeah, we're talking five inches here. That's what he said. Oh, no. To be clarified. And, and he said, and I, I can't fit in these bad boys. 
I've got more than five inches, I'm glad to say. Anyway, should we change the topic now? It's getting a little bit too close to the bone. Talking of condoms, anyway, talking of condoms, there's one on your fucking thumb. Oh, that. There we go. It's not actually what it is. It's that's an Indonesian condom. It is. It's the it's the actually it's actually the uh, the finger of a rubber medical glove, which probably sounds actually worse if you think about it. Now, what happened was right last time I was making dinner, and I've got this horrifically fucking sharp knife. It's you know a good eight nine inches long, vegetable in a way, so cooking knife, and I sharpen it every day. So it progressively goes sharp. And it's, it's not quite razor sharp, but it ain't far off. I can shave with it. And yesterday, I was cutting through some Swede, and I, I violated my own rule. I got distracted by the dog, and I didn't keep my thumb behind the blade. So I slight, nearly took the fucking end of my thumb off. I could probably go to Cork and get it sewn up. But I'm not driving fucking two hours round trip just to get some stitches in me, fell I can't be asked. So <coughs> yeah, I, I, I've got a real man, mate. Stuck it back with plasters. Well, this is one of the benefits of being alexithymic. You'd have no emotional attachment to injury. It's like, eh, my thumb's hanging off, right? Fix it. So just a logical problem to be solved. So anyway, so I put this fucking stuff on it. I've got, that, I've got a photo from yesterday because this is the second dressing I put on it. The first one, it, it worked, but it was bleeding for a long time. And uh, as you'll see in a second, it was pretty it, it looks a lot worse than it was but that's what it looked like yeah not pleasant right, well that's that's bleeding through plasters and things with a condom obviously so i had a shower last night that kind of came off and i just put another dressing on and I, and I put this fucking finger of the same glove just cut it off very effective very effective rather ingenious yeah i thought so but anyway It'll heal the next few days, and I'll be, I'll be right as fine. So, what are we predi- predictions for twenty twenty four? Yeah, I mean, one prediction is I will continue to cut myself because I always do. I'm very clumsy, so I'm going to uh, go onto Amazon later on and get some cheaper medical stuff because we're running out. <laughs> <laughs> predictions for twenty twenty four? Because I tell you what, I've seen a lot of predictions posts, and some of them are just so fucking inane. It's unreal. I mean. I'll predict more of those, to be honest. I'll tell you what, I've got, I've got some predictions in my head that are educated. We talked about it last week. I think we touched on it about 2024 is shaping it to be a bit rough. Things have actually got worse in the last seven days. I mean, the Middle East is powder keg at the moment, isn't it? And it will have a knock-on effect. Yeah. It will have a knock-on effect. But what I'm saying, and this is... I'll make some general predictions and then a, bit, then a, a specific one. And the, the specific one is based on experience over the last 20 years in this business. The first one is, um, I guarantee, right, over the next 12 months, AI is going to be an even bigger panic for people. And it shouldn't be. Because now that you've got these AI influencers, they're just videos, they're, they're avatars, they look very realistic. And apparently you've got other AI influencers commenting on other AI influencers. Obviously you've got this fucking AI influence a circle jerk going on at which point the humans become fucking superfluous you know you've seen the terminator films haven't you um i have and people are people are kind of seem to be in two camps there's other some people are panicking oh my god they're gonna take our work from us they're fucking luddites you know like 
that smashed to looms because they're taking all our work if you go back a few hundred years. <laughs> then there are these people who seem to think it's some kind of panacea. It's going to make everything brilliant, but it isn't. It's just another technology. You've seen that video by Carl Newport where he describes how these large language models work, haven't you? And yes. the, the thing is, they're so big and so comprehensive and they're so efficient and the computers behind them work so fast and our expectations lead us into these kind of conclusions. They look like they're thinking and they're intelligent and they're just not. The, 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 the analogy I used before is, I didn't invent this analogy, I went from somewhere else, is you can imagine a, a book literally printed on paper. Okay, it's a thought experiment. And this book has got this property where if you ask a question and you go through the, the book and the index and the tables of contents and you follow the instruction, any question you ask of this book, it will give you the same answer Einstein would have given you. Okay? The fact that we couldn't do this isn't the point, but imagine, you know, we can imagine there is a book like that. A bit like one of these old 1970s adventure novels where you go, go to page 26, go to page 34, you know, icon. Yeah. So it's one of those. But the thing is, it's guaranteed that any question you ask this book and you follow the, the, the process through, you will get the same answer Einstein will be giving you. Does that mean the book is intelligent? Well, no, of course it doesn't. It's a book. Well, that is pretty much how AI works. <clears throat> AI is essentially an incredibly fast and sophisticated adventure novel. That's what it is. <laughs> it predicts what That's word comes next of what you're typing in. Now, if you want to see how profoundly bad it is, just ask it to give you, say, a 500-word a 500-word tasteful description of a couple having an orgasm together. It's fucking appalling. It's the kind of thing a teenager would write, full of flowery adjectives and adverbs and things. Honestly, it's funny bad if you're an answer. Hey? No, you, 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 can you can circumvent these things. You, you, in fact, you, you do the Socratic thing and say, you, you can't write any erotica, can you? No. Okay, so I'm not asking you to write erotica. But imagine if you could, and I asked you to do this kind of thing and it, it you know you can get around it shape you, you can basically tell it what you're writing isn't erotica okay okay fine and, and, it, and it, it won't use profanity but it'll give you and, and part of the reason it's so bad is that it's studiously avoiding avoiding using any profanity so <clears throat> but people are panicking about this so i saw some people are saying this is the this is going to take over the world and these ai influencers are going to take marketing my storm and there's no room for human beings and then other people saying this is going to take all our work. And I wouldn't even say the truth is somewhere in between because it isn't. You know, if you are, well, I'll say, if you are so bad, your job as a copywriter, designer, whatever, can be taken away by effectively a 1970s, 1980s adventure novel. You ain't very good at your job. It's as simple as that. It's a fair dimension. And even if you are, you are good at your job. If you can't sell yourself, then yes, you might well lose out to AI. If you can't show people, get people to see that getting a computer to write their copy is a bad idea, well, you know, it's your own fault. Learn how to sell. So I don't think the truth is in between. I think that both both camps are profoundly wrong. I mean, AI can do some fabulous things with large data sets. You know, it can predict diseases from the most, most ephemeral of, of conditions. But that's just what like a professor can do. A professor of a certain spe specialism in medicine 
can make a diagnosis based on what looks like a guesswork, but it isn't. It's just pattern recognition. I mean, we've experienced this recently, the last year or two. So <clears throat> I, I predict AI is going to grow and become even more of a, what's the one I'm looking for? Hi, more hyperbolic. Um, and I think, I, th I think it will get better, AI. I mean, I'm using mid-journey myself. I write erotic porn. Can't get worse, can it? No, that's a good point, actually. It's hard, unlikely to get worse. Well, actually, it could. If if the fucking politicians stick their fingers in and, and yeah, legislate. Regulation. So it, it could get worse, yes. Um, I mean, Writers are getting bright and a tit about it, aren't they? Yeah, but that's because they're shit writers. Well, you can tell because of the... <laughs> you can tell it's been well, trained on the shit because it writes. Here's the, here's the danger with regulation, you see. Okay, you might say Europe and the States will regulate it. But the Russians won't regulate it, or they might regulate it for, for your average Joe or Joski. But that they won't, you know, that they won't pay heed to anything else. All the Chinese. So we we, we cannot afford to let it regulate it because no one else can make it. Same you know, like the nuclear arms race. Everybody's got to have nukes because everyone's going to have nukes. <laughs> um, they, they might regulate it so it doesn't speak poorly of their overlords. Oh please, don't start this fucking conspiracy bollocks, will you? What? Do we, what? Like, I imagine Russia won't let. Uh, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize you were talking specifically the despotic regimes. Um, yes. So, I mean, I use Midjourney for doing my erotic porn book covers because it's good enough. It really is good enough. It does it. Yeah, you just just right, again, it's it's how you word these things. There are some words it, it, which aren't even profane or, or particularly suggestive that it won't allow. It's just a question of knowing what. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll share some with you. Uh, well, please do. I'm very, very interested. Do one now. Hey, I, 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 I wouldn't. Otherwise, people might be able to put two and two together, mate. If they see it, no, there's no guarantee I'm going to show them it. There you go. Uh, but the, the, the video might. Oh, fair enough, it does. Now, sometimes you get some really strange results, like you get a woman with three legs <laughs> and three arms, and the hand's on the wrong way. Yeah, Mid-journey's really good at faces and bodies. It's not so good at um, limbs and hands and feet, particularly, which is mm -hmm. a bugger if you're going to write stuff for foot fetishes, which I don't, by the way. <laughs> so, that's AI. AI, AI will so continue to, to panic people, but please, people, don't worry about it. I mean, if you're a say, say a builder or a construction guy or someone who's doing a hard physical service, you know, delivering something concrete, AI is not going to take your job. What AI might AI might do, and now this is leading to my next prediction, what AI might do is lead you into making some very poor decisions about your marketing, because you know, it's everybody's using AI, so you're going to think I need to use AI too. And you don't necessarily. The 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 thoughts going back to the, what you said. There's AI influencers commenting on AI influencers posts. I wouldn't be surprised if that's pretty much how every social media ends up. Even if you know they they are posted from the profiles of real people, it's AI generated response. People yeah. will be copying pasting other people's posts into there and saying. Please generate a cheerful response uh, to said post. Oh, yeah, I mean, becoming AI commenting on AI. 
maybe we have it already, but you know, the next stage, I guess, from something like Mid Journey is Mid Journey for video. Create me a video of a young woman performing these actions and saying these words. I, I mean, if you think about it, a video is only a series of JPEGs. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that will 100% happen. It probably already is. I'll just behind the mm. wave, you know. Um, deep fakes. Yeah, we, and we could already do deep fakes. I remember all the time. Um, yeah. Do you remember that guy? Remember that mastermind we were in with the Australian chat? Not going to mention names. Yes. Because I yes. don't want this guy to, to get. Uh, he, he seemed like a nice guy. He had a coach. Really nice chap, he seemed. <laughs> he got thrown out of this mastermind as being a coach because he was asking some of the ladies for pictures of their feet. All right. Which is a bit fucking dodgy but it gets even worse or better depending on your perspective for him it was worse for us it's far better i saw this was when i was on on facebook so it's going back at least 18 months it's a deleted by account i saw him writing this post and the panic in his words came out shut the screen and grabbed you if you see a video of me doing something i can't remember what words he used but it was clearly pornographic it's a deep fake <laughs> no it isn't Nobody's making deep fake videos of a non-entity like you, mate. You got fucking caught out. You've sent something rude to someone you shouldn't have sent it to, and they are just not sitting down and taking it. Fucking illegal. That was uh, someone who worked inside the mastermind with Yes, it wasn't. I think he may have been a member too, but he worked inside the mastermind. You know the guy, I'm sure. I'll I'll tell you a bit. Yeah, no, I, I, I... and when we joined the master, I, I had a call with him. He seemed like a really decent, helpful bloke. And he yeah, was a decent, helpful bloke. you are. The fact that he was a bit weird and, and probably overstepped the mark in some other areas of his life doesn't mean he's not decent or helpful. <clears throat> but anyway, so my next prediction, and I've seen this every single time we've had something bad happen. Recession, um, COVID, that kind of thing. And that is, we see a preponderance of coaches mentors people selling how-to info when business gets tough the coaches scuttle out of the fucking woodwork like cockroaches because for a start it's always easier to sell the how-to than to do the how-to no that's why some people do it and people say well that's what you and Connor do john yeah we do but i've done the how-to for 20 years and connor's been doing it for what 10 15 something like that Ten, at least ten. And we, so we've been doing it, and we also do it for ourselves, and we show others how to do it, and we've got results to prove it. What we've not, what we, what we don't do, is have a struggling business and say this is too hard. I'm going to tell other people how to do it instead. Because I've read the books, I, I know, I know how to do it. And I just can't do it. It's like I saw one woman post on LinkedIn a few years ago. I'll help you smash through your money blocks, yeah, fix your mindset. And then you look at her other posts, it's just fucking struggling hand to mouth. And you think, you seem to have some pretty big money blocks of your own there, love. Yes. The the picture posted beforehand was a <laughs> selfie at the food bag. Yeah. So it's uh, coaches. Some of the conventional wisdom. Sorry, I need to get it out of there as a word of warning. A lot of coaches start up and the way they justify it is, well, I was a lot, as long as I'm one step ahead of the person I'm teaching, that's okay. There is some yeah. truth in that. There is. But, however, uh, yeah. coaches with no actual skin in the game 
that are essentially just regurgitating secondhand information. Well, some of the stuff I see is, is not just morally questionable. It's actually fucking dangerous. People in the health space, um, mindsets, basically passing themselves off as therapists. You know what? That's what they do. You know, they talk about curing trauma. You know, unless you're a fucking specialist, you don't touch trauma with a stolen dick. Yeah, the medical field is uh, an absolute minefield, an absolute minefield. And the, the sad thing about these coaches is often they lie about their level of experience and things. Often, yeah, we've, we've led our clients through things that are brand new to us and we are just one step ahead, but we're very upfront with it. But yeah, and I think one of the reasons they do that is um, it, it's easy, it's much easier to do because the sale is easy. When people are saying like they are now, they're unsure. I mean, and I've seen people posted about this explicitly. I find it really hard to work when the world is in such a shit condition, such a shit state. I've seen that several times. And I, I get why they might feel it. It doesn't affect me in that way at all. Um, but I can understand why people get like that. And when someone's in that state of mind, how seductive is it for someone to come along and basically say I can make you feel better never mind we can fix your business but I can get you feeling better more positive more motivated and then very vague promises we can crush 2024 what does that actually mean I mean I think if you get to the 20 the end of 2024 and you're still alive that's good enough you know because if you're not alive, you've you've really fucking lost the game. You're dead. Game over. There is no more. But if you're still alive at the end of the year, that's a win. But they make all these promises. And so part of it is, I think, it's because the how-to is easier to sell than to do the how-to. But also, it's just such an easy sale emotionally. And I understand why they're also doing it. It's, they're stuck. They, they can't fix their businesses themselves. They don't know how to do so. Now... Again, you might say to yourself, well, I'm a, I'm a brickie, a carpenter, a construction for a factory, or what that kind of thing. That doesn't really apply to me. But it does. Because your business is going to suffer because the economy is suffering. And when your business is suffering, you might start looking around. As people are doing all the time, we're getting a steady stream of leads now from people. And probably half of them cold, messaging me, well, I need your help. Yeah? Well... Now people are in that situation, they're reaching out for help. Well, so you're a construction guy. Doesn't matter what you do, electrician, gas, water, electricity. I already said that. Building, floors, roofs, walls, everything in between. Doesn't matter what you do. And you need help with your business because you're finding your customers are shit and they're not buying from you. And you're thinking, why? Or if they are buying, they're, they're always knocking down the price. You don't like that. Think, why? Why is this happening? Let's change it. Well, you, you go look for help okay where do you look whom do you ask do you ask the person who's telling you this is actually a fucking tough nut to crack and it's going to cost you a lot of money to work with this to fix it that'd be mean Connor. or do you listen to the person who says yeah we can smash through your money blocks <laughs> this is really easy i'm going to charge you 250 quid for a consultation maybe one day put the free proposal in front of you yeah get your social media get loads of engagement because engagement feels great doesn't it all right. Well, I'll tell you who you listen to. You don't listen to me and Connor. It takes a very special kind of person to listen to me and Connor. Because, you know the story of Hercules? Of course. You read 
Hercules reaches that point and he can go the easy path or the hard path. And he chooses mm -hmm. the hard path. But we're the hard path. We're the hard pink and not we're the hard brown and not the easy pink, you know? <laughs> we're Steve Davis's nightmare. Seriously, we are the hard path. We are the we are the tough path, not the easy one. And most people don't have the will or the wherewithal to take the rocky road. And the more people are out there saying how easy this stuff is, the more likely you are to believe it's easy. It isn't. It's simple, but it ain't easy. And I'm, I would, I'm telling you right now that the, the, the people, the social media influencers, influencers who are largely talking among themselves, this very cadre of people who are all fucking mutual backslapping, their businesses are easy, but your business ain't their business, even though they will kid you or try to kid you to thinking it is. It isn't. <clears throat> so the two predictions of 2024. Prediction one, AI gets more hypey. Prediction oh, two, yes. coaches are cockroaches and uh, they'll come falling <laughs> out. Yeah, you'll see a lot more of it. Yeah, I think we're going to see one some, more of us. A third one. <clears throat> Don't know, really. No, yeah, let's, let's, let's make a third one. I think the Middle East is going to be a real clusterfuck by the time we come out of it. I think Trump, as a result, will win the US election. I think Trump will win the US election. And part of me has a sense of schadenfreude <laughs> for the Americans. You know, you get the leaders you deserve. And part of me is fucking petrified of what that might mean for the rest <laughs> of the world. How has America ended up with Biden as Trump? as their, their two prime candidates is, is beyond. Well, beyond. I've been saying for at least 15, possibly 12, more than that, probably near, nearly 20 years, I've been saying the US in my lifetime will be the world's biggest third world theocracy. What does that mean for the idiots amongst us? It means, well, third world, it'll be like a fucking banana republic. And theocracy means it will be basically run by religious law. Oh, okay. And look what's happened already with the Supreme Court knocking down Roe v. Wade, allowing the states, several individual states, to determine the fate of abortion rights. But we've already got some states basically saying it is a crime for a woman even to travel out of state to get an abortion in the state where it's legal or for anyone to procure to help her. Texas well, put a bounty system in place, I believe. I don't know. It's just yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was three thousand dollars if you reported someone for doing who that. had an abortion. I mean, I, I I don't have words. I mean, my my own views are very clear on this. I'm a libertarian. If a woman wants an abortion, she can have an abortion. It, it, and people say, yeah, but what if it was your wife or your girlfriend? I would say the same. If she wants an abortion, it's her body. She has it. Nothing to do with me. How incredibly dystopian is that thought that any <clears throat> anybody can go up to a police officer and say, this person at this address has had an abortion? If I'm, I don't know what the next steps are, but if I'm thinking them through, that would likely mean officers going around the house. And, and I'd like to think this wouldn't happen, but detaining with a right to examine. I, know, I, I don't want to think about that, do you? 
This is America we're talking about. Land of the land of the free. Fucking hell. God, I'd, I tell you what, I've never felt more free than in a third world country where there's no fucking rules. And I know if I break one, all I need to do is give an officer 20 quid and I can go on my merit. <laughs> so that's what I predict about America and the world in general is going to get a lot worse. Unfortunately, religion won't just go away. I wish it would, but it won't. None of them will. Um, and I mean, I'm an equal opportunity hater of religion and I hate them all. And the sooner all religion is consigned to the dustbin of history, the happier the human species will be. But it won't happen because there's a lot of evidence to suggest we are actually predisposed to believe in some form of religion. The fact that every fucking culture has it tells us something. Yes. Yes. Every culture has religion. But here's the interesting thing about that. Every religion believes theirs is the one true religion. All right? Well, here's the thing. If there was one true religion, there would only be one. There'd be one book, there'd be one version of that book, and there'd be one religion. All right? That's the first thing. Second thing is, if you drew a map of religion, it wouldn't look like it does. And right now, it looks like the chances of you being, I don't know, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, the biggest determinant is who your parents are and where you live. If there was one true religion, that would not happen. It would We'd get exactly the same holy book appearing identically in Australia, New Zealand, Europe, Russia, America, all over the world. It would be the same, one of them. Oh no, but that's Satan muddying the waters. Oh fuck off, it's all made up, you know it is. Any other predictions? I'll get even more fucking handsome and sexually desirable. Of course. If I mean, think get older, that that's that's what that's exactly. It is. Happened to Sean Connery. He got better as he got older. Is he still alive? No, he died. <laughs> no, I bet he looks fantastic right now. <laughs> he died of dementia of all things. Did he? Same as same as Ronald Reagan and Peter Falk, Columbo. <laughs> Columbo's last one last question. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's much how I'm feeling on this podcast. Yeah, of course it's evening there, isn't it? Right, I'll go there and I'll fuck off. It's uh, ten to eleven. We've been ten to. Yeah. So, what the people need to do? You can tell them today, come out enough talk. Okay, I'll I'll tell them. Um. There's one thing that I want to add because, and this is going back to the very beginning about AI, online will become easier and outsourcing it will become extremely attractive and you you will very much get to a point where you are presented with such no-brainer offers, where you are reading copy that you think is good enough to be plastered across your own and your company profile everywhere for 50 odd quid potentially even less it will get to that point but once it gets to that point that is every reason to forget social media fully we've undergone and are undergoing a complete radicalization of the company where everything is pretty much offline mail that's right isn't it john pretty much everything we're doing everything we're focused on is all offline mediums nothing to do with social correct Pretty much. We use social media because it's cheap, it's easy, it's fast, and it uses what we've already got. 
yeah, only brings us some leads. No yeah, we, but yeah we, there's no added time for us. No, it's it's all reused. I mean, we, we've got. I, I don't even know how my LinkedIn posts get there. They either get scheduled or someone manually posts them, or maybe a bit of both. I have no idea. They just take stuff I've already written and put it there. And I, I deal with some of the, the incoming inquiries probably get a couple of weeks. That's it. Yeah. But the, for the moment, looking forward, we're not putting any time, attention, resources into social art. No, and, and I'll be very blunt here. If if what we're building now works like it looks like it's going to, because we're getting some momentum behind it, I'd quite happily just have our social media as placeholders just because we've got a presence so people can look at it and say yeah, they're actually real people. Everything we'll be doing is offline. And to the heart of thinking, yes, that is predicated on cold calling and direct mail. And the book, we are, which is getting fantastic comments from people. Everyone who's read it tells everyone who's, who's read it and has spoken to me about it has used words like fantastic, superlative, fabulous, etc., etc. Always already on my second read. Yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. So we're moving away from that, and I strongly urge you to be thinking of the same. And if you'd like help with that the best place to start and by taking control of your sales is by buying the book. Go to wellfedbusiness.com forward slash book. Get yourself a copy, the most unbelievable free gift ever. Uh, and there's even shit in there that's specifically about how to get rid of those wankers that are always asking for a discount so you can win the work, especially the those amongst you that, that work with quite big numbers and think 5% is inconsequential. So wellfedbusiness.com forward slash book. If you're a big boy with your big pants on and you're brave enough, you can email holly at wellfedbusiness.com if you want to work with us privately. Other than that, cheers for listening and sayonara, bitches. <laughs>